Proverbs 2. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil. There's a moral clause to wisdom. When we read the Word of God, it continually talks about the fear of the Lord being the beginning of wisdom and that we are to flee from evil. And because God is a source of all wisdom and the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, true wisdom cannot be outside of the character of God. You guys get that? True wisdom, no matter how wise it seems, cannot be outside of the character of God. You cannot have true wisdom if it's rooted in deceit. It can't be true wisdom if it's rooted in immorality. The world throws many things at us as wisdom, and it might work. It might be effective, but if it doesn't reflect the character of God, it is not true wisdom. So today, I would like to define (laughs) wisdom personally as taking knowledge, both worldly and spiritual knowledge, and understanding, which is the grasping and the evaluating of that knowledge and applying it through the character of God. That's why the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's when we search after God and we get a small glimpse of His greatness, His vastness, and when we start understanding the aspects of His character, we start applying our knowledge based on what He is, and that is when we start opening ourselves to the wisdom of God. Because trying to define wisdom outside of God, it's ironically, is foolishness. I want to show you a great picture of what the wisdom from God looks like. Okay, I want you guys to turn your Bibles to James chapter 3. Was, was James in Korean? James. Chapter 3, verse 13 through 18. Okay. Let me read to you guys. Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and self-ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. The first thing I want to tell you about the wisdom that comes from above, from the Lord, is that it needs to be lived out. It's not just something that we're supposed to talk about. Okay? It says, by his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. Wisdom from God can't be a bunch of information stored in your mind. It can't be just things that you talk about or try to teach one another. The wisdom from God isn't meant to be an idea. It's not words. Wisdom from God is meant to be action. I can stand here right now and spew off a bunch of stuff about the wisdom of God. 
But if I'm not living it out, walking it out, showing the works of wisdom in my life, it hasn't become wisdom in me. You guys get it? You can't talk about wisdom. You have to live it. The first step to wisdom is to have a fear of the Lord. But that fear and reverence is not meant to be dormant in your heart and your mind. It's meant to be lived out in your everyday life. And as you live it out, as you start applying the things of God into your life, as you search out the character of God, and you move forward into living out that character, that is when you start learning wisdom. Wisdom is not taught, but it's shown. It's demonstrated. And we have the ultimate demonstration of the wisdom of God. And it's right here. Live it out. Talking about wisdom is good. Okay? Talking about wisdom is not bad. You know, trying to get wisdom. Trying to understand what our people are talking about. But in the end, it has to lead to something. It has to lead to you living it out in your life. It has to lead you to action. Number two, the wisdom from God, it brings order. It says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. When the wisdom from God is being applied in your life, there is order. Because God is a God of order. You guys know that? He's a God of order. Chaos is not of God. When God created the heavens and the earth, He did it in order. He did it in order. First, there was a light. And then there was darkness. And then there was what? It, it was order. And then there was, came the animals, the plants, the animals. And then and the birds. And, all them, and then we came last. There was an order to what He did. And there's, there's, His character is hidden in that order. The great tabernacle and the offering of sacrifices. Back in Old Testament days, there was order to everything. There's, there's an order to how to sacrifice. Even the steps that the priests had to take, there was order. Life of Jesus, he was born. He lived, he grew up, was baptized, ministered. He died, resurrected. It had to be done in order because our God is a God of order. He couldn't just come as a full-grown man. All right, I'm done, and then peace out, right? There's order, because God is a God of order. There's a reason why in the end, he said, it is finished. Because God set him on a journey. As he was born, he said, you know what? You're going to take these steps, and you're going to do this in order. Because I am a God of order. Jesus instructed his disciples to taking the gospel. He gave it to us in order. What did he say? Jerusalem, and Samaria, Judea, to the ends of the earth. Because his way is a way of wisdom. His order is a way of wisdom. So when a small group member comes up to me, he's like, Pastor Caleb, my small group leader, man, she's a, she's a weirdo. She doesn't know anything. I know more than her. He's like, man, I, I, I want to get a new small group leader right then. You know the wisdom of God, what it's telling me? She's out of order. Order, God's order is not there. It's not established in order. When you want to follow the wisdom of God, and you're trying to apply the wisdom of God, one of the things that you have to go, go by is 
is there, is, is there order here? What if this church right now, there was no leadership and everybody had a fair voice? Oh, I want to do this. We should sing this song this, this week. No, we should sing. I should play the piano. No, I should play the djembe. I'm going to be on tech team this week. There's no order. It would be chaos in here and no worship would be done. In the same way, our God is a God of order. And where there is the wisdom of God, there is order. The third part, wisdom from the Lord is good and pure. It says wisdom from above is first pure. It is without sin, without blemish. It doesn't contain lies or immorality. First, if you want to walk in the wisdom of God, you have to get right with God. You have to repent. Start living a life of holiness and righteousness. It's hard to walk in the wisdom of God when you're also walking in the sins of this world. Because what are they? They're counterintuitive. So when you are in the sins of this world, you walk in line with that other wisdom mentioned in this passage. This is not the wisdom that comes from above, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and it's demonic. And be on guard against the wisdom of people that are trying to speak into your life. When you're at your work and you have some mentor, you have a boss, be weary of the advice that they give you. Be weary of the wisdom that they give you. Because it may not be a wisdom from God. You got to look at their character. You got to look where they're coming. You got to look how they're living their life. And no matter how wise something sounds, in the end, if, if there's deceit in there, if there's anything that is not pure, you know that it is not a wisdom from the Lord. Be discerning. First sign of wisdom is when you start discerning the will of God. Number four, wisdom from the Lord, it bears fruit. It bears fruit of righteousness. The wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. When we walk in the wisdom of God, we bear fruit. God's wisdom, it makes us fruitful. Not in the world's definition of fruitfulness, but in the fruitfulness in the Lord. A perfect example of this is Jesus. He walked in the wisdom of God. Wherever he went, there was fruitfulness. Solomon, considered one of the wisest men. And when he was taking the throne, he had this dream. And then God asked him, well, what do you want? And he was a young man. And he said, you know what? I'm a young man. I want, I, want to know the, I want to know between good and evil. I want to know between right and wrong. I want, I want wisdom. And God said, you know what? Because you asked for this and, and not like lengthen your life or, or do all this. You know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to give you wisdom. But on top of that, I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to bless you. No other king in your lifetime is going to be as great as you. And God made him fruitful. Wisdom. The wisdom of the Lord, it makes us fruitful. It's just the way that God works. If you want to be fruitful in your life, go after wisdom. The wisdom will make you fruitful. Number five, wisdom of the Lord, it brings peace. 
As a campus pastor, there's a lot of decisions that me and Mina, we have to make. And sometimes these decisions aren't easy. You know, these decisions are a little bit daunting. You know, how, how, how should we make this decision? Is this decision right? Is this wrong? How should we, we be shepherding this person? And sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we're like, I don't know. She'll ask me. I'm like, I don't know. How, how, do, you, how, how do you think we should do it? I don't know. And that's when we start going after the wisdom of God. We start praying. We seek the Lord. And those times, as we seek the Lord in prayer, and the God gives us a word, and we start making these decisions, what follows us as we follow the wisdom of God is a peace. A peace of the Lord comes upon us. Whenever we make a decision, a mark of a, a, a good decision that we made in the wisdom of God is that we have peace about it. I, I get peace. It's like, oh, what should we do? And we pray. It's like, you know what? We should do this. Like, All right, let's do that. And then you know what God gives us? He gives us peace. He gives us peace. You know, me and Mina, we're not the smartest people. You know, sometimes we're not the, we're even the wisest people. Sometimes we're the silliest of people. But you know what? At the time when we ask God and we seek the Lord and we ask God, God, give us wisdom for this. As he gives us that wisdom, what marks that wisdom is the peace of the Lord. Wisdom, it gives, it gives us peace. Gives us peace. And so how do we walk in the wisdom from above? How do we obtain wisdom? Ironically, it doesn't take a lot of wisdom to find out this answer. To get wisdom, we have to first want wisdom. Duh. <laughs> Desire wisdom with all of your heart. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments... With you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and if you search for it, for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You got to want wisdom. You got to want, like, like you're searching for gold. When we moved back in October, me and Mina, we moved and... um like, it was, it was kind of hectic. And then, uh, and then she came up to me and she goes, you know what? I can't find my engagement ring. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I can't find my engagement ring. And then my, my heart just dropped. That's expensive. You know what I'm talking about, AJ. It's expensive. And I was like, my mouth kind of dropped. But then, then, and then I remember in my head, I was like, wait, I can't blame her because it might be my fault. Because I remember, like, while we were moving, I just, I just had to, because it was so hectic, I had this vague recollection that I did something with it. But I didn't know what it was, right? And so I didn't yell at her. I was like, all right, let's look for it. And so we, I was on this, and I was, man, I was, I was searching for it like a, like a crazy man. Looking the same place five times. It's not in there. Come back later. Not in there. I man, I was searching for it. I was going after it. I, nothing, nothing. You could have come up to me and said, you know what? They have free McDonald's down the street. I was like, man, I don't care. I need to find this ring. It's expensive. Right? It was like three months, two months salary, three months salary. I don't know. A lot of money. And then and then I remember, wait, 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 wait. 
I remember she has this little jewelry box. Usually there's like a bunch of little trinkets. I was like, maybe I put it in there. And I, went, I remember and opened it up. And right in the bottom of all of her funky earrings was a little diamond. And I said, oh, I found it. You know? But that's how we have to want the wisdom of God. That's how we have to desire it. It can't just be like, God, I want wisdom. You got to search for it. Like, it's a, it's a treasure. There's a philosopher named Socrates. I heard this story. This, 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 this young man came up to Socrates. And said, Socrates, teach me about knowledge. And then Socrates realized that this guy was a chump. So he, just, he said, all right. And Socrates, if you guys know, he was pretty big. Like, in history, he was pretty jacked, right? That's what they say. He was pretty jacked, you know? And so Socrates took this young man. You can, you can tell that he was filled with a lot of pride and whatever. Took him and took him to the ocean. And then walked about like eight, six feet into the ocean where it was just about right here. And then he would dunk him in the water and hold him down 10 seconds. Raise him up. So what do you want? He's like, I want, look, I want you to give me knowledge. He would dunk him in the water. And 20 seconds, raise him up. What do you want? I want wisdom and knowledge. You dunk him in the water again. And then hold him down like 30 seconds. He, would, he raised him up. He's like, what do you want? He's like, I want air. I need air. <laughs> and then Socrates told him, man. When you want knowledge, like the, the, the way that you want air right now, come and talk with me. Right? And in that way, we, you have to want it. Knowledge, wisdom, is not, it's not easy. It's not easy. You have to go after it. You have to, it's plentiful. It says in James that it's plentiful. God gives it. He'll give it. He's not going to hold back when he gives it. But it's not easy. You got to seek after wisdom. You got to want it. That's the first step. It's simple. You don't need wisdom to know that you got to want it. You got to want it. You got to desire wisdom with all of your heart. Next way, and the next way that you can get wisdom, wisdom is in the Word of God. So you should read the Word of God. I just blew your mind right now. I'm going to say it again. Wisdom. Is in the Word of God, so you should read the Word of God. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Psalms 19.7. This book right here, I don't know if you guys know it, but it contains the wisdom of our living God. It contains... It's a living word that contains the living wisdom of a living God. Why wouldn't it be our first source for wisdom? Why wouldn't it be? A lot of people, sometimes this is the last place they look for wisdom. They'll go and talk to oh, I got to talk. I got I to get an impartation from Pastor Christian. I got I to gotta go in. No. First, you got to look in here. Because right here, you know how I said... You know, wisdom, it needs to be lived out. It's lived out right here. It's lived out. God lived out wisdom. He shows, he's showing us. He demonstrated for us right here in the book of God, in the, in, in, in the word of God. Wisdom is in the word of God. So we should read the word of God. Read it. Not just read it. We've got to meditate. We have to meditate on the word of God. You know what it means to meditate? Okay. When you take yoga, some of you guys, 
might be taking yoga. When you take yoga, I have a friend in my work. There was a part-time worker, and she's a yoga instructor. I saw her teaching yoga in my, in my classroom. I, I walked by her classroom. The lights were off. I go, oh, I guess she's not here. Wait, she's here, but she's on the ground with her student, and the lights are off. And she's, I was like, oh, they're doing yoga. And I asked. I was like, oh, we're meditating. But when, when you meditate in yoga, you try to empty your mind. Try to empty your mind of everything to, to get blank. Like, to just, just be clear of all things. That's not the meditation that is in the Word of God. When you meditate on the Word of God, you're meditating on something. You're meditating on truth. And, and you know what? When you, medit- when you meditate on emptiness and nothing for a lot, you know what you get? You get a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> but when you meditate upon truth, and you meditate, and then you meditate, and then you meditate some more, and you think about it, and you, and you, and you, and you, you, you not just think about it, but you let it sit in your mind. You let it sit in, the, in that place in your heart. And as you start letting it sit and simmer, and you meditate over and over again, that truth, okay, although at one time might have existed here, it starts to exist inside. And now, you, you, as you meditate on the Word of God, you're actually able to start living the Word of God because it is in you. You need to meditate. And as it, becomes, as it comes in you, you have to start living out the Word of God. That is wisdom. <laughs> Next. Listen. Okay, you, you might, this might go over your head. I want you guys to listen very carefully. The third way that you're going to get wisdom, okay? Pray. You ask through prayer. It's an easy answer. Pray. Solomon was a young man when he took over his father's throne. But through his prayer to God for wisdom, he received wisdom abundantly. They say he's, he's considered one of the wisest men to ever live. Paul prays for the church of Ephesus to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation. James chapter 1, it says, If we lack wisdom, ask. Ask. Pray. Ask God. God, give me wisdom. We have to pray. We have to ask for wisdom. And we also need to pray, and we have to spend time in His presence. For in His presence, we experience His heart, His love, His character. And it's in His presence we learn to hear the voice of the Lord. If you want to know wisdom, start listening for the voice of the Lord. Wisdom comes. He speaks to you. You guys heard, when I hear your still small voice. You guys know that song? Or am I too old? <laughs> you guys don't know that song? That is, his still small voice, it's, it speaks to you. Are you sure you guys don't know that song? No, <laughs> a good song. When I hear your still small voice, your kindness feeds me. All right. But his still small voice, it speaks to you. Our God is not silent. Some of you guys think that he stopped, he stopped speaking to us after he wrote the Bible and said, No. Our God, when the word of God went out, it went out for eternity. When he said, let there be light, there was light. And there never stopped being light. You get it? His word never comes back void. His word never stops. He never stopped talking to us. You might, you just stop listening. 
But we have to listen for his voice. If you want to know wisdom, if you want to find wisdom, yes, you pray. But you also listen for his voice. Because he's speaking to you. He's constantly speaking to you. We find that in his presence. You got to learn to go and get yourself into the presence of God. You know, these days with Ethan, he only cries a lot. At night, and then you need milk all the time, and I got to ergo him all the time. I go to work, come back, and I got to take, and it's been hard having, like, quiet time. It's been hard, you know what? But I, I, I always, one of the places where I know that I always have a voice of the Lord is when I'm in the shower. <laughs> when I'm in the shower, and I take short showers. So God has this short window of opportunity to speak. <laughs> a lot of my sermons come when I'm washing my eyes, like, God, yeah, that's good, God. That's good. Because it's the one, one time I'm silent. I'm not speaking in the shower. I'm not talking in the shower. I don't have anybody speaking into me in the shower. I don't have TV telling me, oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all this stuff. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I don't have all these TV shows and, and like K-pop stars. Like, no, in the shower, I'm by myself. It's quiet. Or it's like I hear the, the sound of the water. And then, and then I'm like washing my hair, and, and it's, it feels good. Hot water. And, and then I just listen for God. I say, God, how are you speaking to me? How are you speaking to me? What are you saying to me? And, and you know what? He always speaks to me. Sometimes he'll drop a bomb. I'll be like, oh, I could write a sermon with this. But sometimes he just encourages me. It's like, man, you're, you're a good father. You're doing good. Don't, don't be discouraged. I love you. I'm with you. You got to listen for the voice of the Lord because he never stopped speaking to you. He never stopped speaking to you. Lastly, when we are in his presence, we are filled with his spirit and we are led by the spirit of God. One of the sure, sure signs that we are walking in the wisdom of God is to be led by the spirit of God. In, in Acts chapter 6, Stephen It says, then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and the Alexandrians, of those from Sicilia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. This is when he went up, and he's about to get stoned. But he's like, you know, I don't care. I got to speak the truth. And he starts dropping this. He he tells this amazing story from beginning to end about the history of of the people of Israel. He paints his beautiful tapestry of of the history from Moses, Abraham to Moses to David to Jesus. And it says, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. 1 Corinthians 2, 11 through 13. For who knows a person's thought except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is, who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. If you want to be led by the wisdom of God, we have to be led by the spirit of God. You guys, you have to be led by the Spirit. And in order to be led by the Spirit, you got to have the Spirit. You got to get filled with the Spirit. 
And you get filled with the Spirit. When? When you're in His presence. When you're in church. When you're in Friday fire. When you're in Sunday swim. When you're in the home, in your your prayer closet, as you're reading the word of God, as you're seeking him out, as you're seeking out wisdom, as you find yourself in his presence and you get filled with the spirit of God, you start being led by the spirit of God. And then you start living in wisdom. Some of the most wise people that I know aren't that old. Pastor Christian, he's younger than me. He looks older, but not. (laughs) Did that come out? Did that come out? Can you, can you take that out? From the... As Christian, not that old. He's, he's like three years, three years and six months younger than me. But he is wise. He's wise. Because he's being led by the Spirit of God. Pastor Aaron, she's younger than Mina. She's wise. She's wise beyond her years. She's being led by the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of God that leads us into the knowledge of God. Brothers and sisters, there is no true wisdom apart from God. He is the source of all wisdom found on this earth. It all comes through Him. And it's all based on His character. I actually found a few quotes about wisdom. It's from a, 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 a pastor named J.I. Packer and A.W. Tozer. If you guys haven't written a, a, read a book from A.W. Tozer, I encourage you to do it. They're short. They're they're really good. J.I. Packer wrote, wrote, Wisdom is a power to see and the inclination to choose the best and highest goal together with the surest means of attaining it. Wisdom is, in fact, the practical side of moral goodness. As such, it is found in in fullness only in God. He alone is naturally and entirely and invariably wise. In A.W. Tozer, he writes, In the Holy Scripture, wisdom, when used of God and God's and good men, always carries a strong moral connotation. It is conceived as being pure, loving, and good. Wisdom, among other things, is the ability to devise perfect end and to achieve those ends by the most perfect means. It sees the end from the beginning, so there can be no need to guess or to conjecture. Wisdom sees everything in focus, each in proper relation to all, and is thus able to work towards predestined goals with flawless precision. Wisdom from the Lord is not only moral, it's not only pure, but it's the best way to do things. You guys know that? If you guys don't want to make have huge detours in your life like I did, man, I had huge detours in my life. If you guys want to do things effectively. If you guys want to make the most of your life, you guys want to get do do be most effective in how you live your life, you have to seek out wisdom. It's not only the, the, the best way, it's God's way, but it is the easiest way. Because it's out of your hands. As you follow the wisdom of God, you, you follow the wisdom of God, you're you're putting your faith in Him. Saying, God, I'm following your wisdom. I'm going to follow your wisdom, and I'm just going to live according to your wisdom and your perfect will. And I know that this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. To seek after wisdom is to seek after God. 
There's no other way around it. You can't try to seek out wisdom without finding God. You could try. and You might end up with some kind of wisdom. I guarantee you it's not going to be the wisdom from God. With that, I want to close by talking about my first point. How the wisdom of God is to be lived out. In 2014, this year of wisdom, I encourage you, New Philly, live out your wisdom. Don't just talk about it. Talking about it is good. Me being up here, I'm talking about it is good. But God gave me a, a huge conviction as I was writing this. Start living out my wisdom. Start living out the wisdom that I give you. Don't be a fool. Stop being foolish. Lord, forgive me. (laughs) There's a lot of times when I act in foolishness, and I know clearly I'm not following the wisdom of God. You know what I'm following? I'm following laziness. I'm following my my desire to sleep. Following my my desire to, to relax and have a good time. That's all good. But when God is giving you wisdom, he's saying, act it out. It goes, goes hand in hand with Pastor Aaron's sermon about procrastination. If you want to live out wisdom, you, if you want to have wisdom, you got to live it out. can't procrastinate. You can't leave it on the shelf for next week. you got to start doing it. It's got to be action. Wisdom is action. It's not static doesn't sit there. It's not supposed to stay dormant, but it's supposed to be lived out. Live it out because the best way to teach it. If you want to teach wisdom to somebody, it's not to tell them wise things. It's to live out those wise things in your life. Parents, I'm a parent. I'm also teach. I'm learning this. Man, kids are the first one to pick up on your hypocrisy. I know. I have I have six-year-olds, and they'll say, teacher, I, told you, I thought you said I was not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Go do it. Nah, kids are so quick picking up on our hypocrisy. So we have to start living out the wisdom that we're trying to teach. We walk it out, live it out, because it is good for us. It's effective. It's going to bring fruitfulness into your life. I guarantee it. If you want to be a fruitful person, start going after the wisdom of God. Seek it out. Like I sought out that diamond ring. Nothing was going to happen until I found that ring. And you guys should, that's the first thing. Wisdom of the Lord. I'm going to seek it out. And you can't seek out wisdom if it's God's wisdom. You can't seek it out without seeking out God. Let's pray. Father God, I just declare, I just declare your wisdom upon this congregation. Lord, I declare that right now there is a hunger that is stirring in our hearts for your wisdom. I declare right now that you're making us hungry. You're making us zealous. You're putting in an urgency in our hearts. An urgency. Like we need air. Like we need to find that diamond ring. You're giving us an urgency for your wisdom. And Lord, I declare that as we seek it out, as we go after it, and as we find it, and as we start living it out, 
in our lives, we truly will be a generation that is filled with the wisdom of God. That we will be a generation being led by the wisdom of God. And that we will be believers, Christians, that impart your wisdom upon this world that lacks it. That, that non-Christian people will come to us. It's the way, it's, it's, it's the way that it's, it's supposed to be. People are supposed to seek us out for wisdom, not the other way around. But Lord, help us to walk in our destiny. Help us to walk in the wisdom of the Lord. Help us to seek it out, Lord. We thank you for this word. I thank you for the, the year of wisdom. Lord, and I pray, Lord, that you will just continue to help all of us, Lord. Be more wise. Not in our own eyes, but wise, filled with wisdom that comes from above, comes from you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up.